Welcome to the Forgiven Once For All podcast. My name is Shannon Lee, and I will be your host. I started this podcast because I feel like there are are many Christians out there that are hurting and are confused. They're struggling with guilt and shame and not entirely sure that God's even pleased with them. This is how I felt for many years of my Christian walk. If that's you, I want to lead you in a conversation. I want to show you how God opened my eyes to his love and grace. I want to throw off the scales of guilt and condemnation that we have become so accustomed to and to show you the light of true forgiveness. I want to help you to understand what the Christian life should really look like. I'm going to start with my testimony. I was saved July the 12th, 1992. I was 18 years old. Jesus truly changed my life. I was a broken young man, and he come in and gave me purpose and life. I was part of a small charismatic church for the next 16 years. I was caught up in the gospel work of the church. It was very much a works-driven church that taught the doctrine of what I call the doctrine of temporary salvation. I became very good at convincing people that they were going to hell and getting them to pray a sinner's prayer. After 16 years, I was beset by a series of traumatic life changes, and I left the church that I had been a part of for so long. I was broken, confused, and empty. I struggled to find a church, trying several, and ended up in none. God, in his loving mercy, continued working on me. One day, I was at a truck stop and a book caught my eye. It was called So You Don't Want to Go to Church Anymore by Wayne Jacobson. This book was a pivotal point in my walk with God. As I began reading it, I seen myself and how I was feeling. It challenged my theology and what I thought I knew about God. It infuriated me also. I was not ready to believe that the Christian walk could be so simple. I got to chapter 2, somewhere around the point of this excerpt, where John is speaking to Jake. He says, This is not difficult, Jake. In the kingdom, you really do get what you seek. That is the point of the whole thing. If you are looking for a relationship with God, you'll find it. Then why don't I have it? I thought, that's all I've been seeking all along. No doubt. It might have been at first, but this works the other way around as well. If you look at what you've ended up with, then you will know what you've really been seeking. I threw the book across the room, and I did not pick it up again for several years. What was I truly seeking? What was my real motivations? Had I done everything for human approval and had not truly been living a new covenant life? How much time had I wasted living in a performance-based religion? How did I miss the simple truth of the cross? These are the things that I knew. I loved God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I had spent years studying the scriptures. I had devoted my life 100% to the church. 
These are the questions that I had. I always felt I could or should do more. I was never sure that God was truly happy with me. It pained me to watch my fellow Christians weep and beg for God's forgiveness for their shortcomings. I did not know how to counsel people who were weighted down by their guilt. I didn't know how to explain to them why they shouldn't have shame, but yet they should please God with their lives. I was in a dilemma. God's love or his judgment? God's condemnation or his forgiveness? Was it by work or was it by faith? I was always taught that we had to walk that straight and narrow line, but the problem is, is I never knew where the line was. I never knew if I was in God's favor or in his wrath. Was I in his grace or in his judgment? These were the problems that I faced and the questions that I had deep in my heart that I struggled with in my Christian life. And this is what made me miserable. But I pressed on, you know, like Paul, for the high calling of Christ Jesus. But I found myself not attaining because I was pursuing the wrong things. Was my motivations wrong? After several years, the Holy Spirit drew me to another church. And the pastor asked me a question that rocked my world. He asked me, what can you do that is greater than the cross? This was his response when I questioned his stance on eternal security, which is a doctrine I hated. I felt like this doctrine mocked God and his holiness. I felt like we shamed God by our sin and that we should truly repent and turn and that we should feel sorry and guilty for our sin. But there was forgiveness, but we had to earn it. So his response took me by surprise. I began contemplating the cross and what it truly meant. What did it mean for Jesus to die? And if he died so long ago, what did that mean for my sin today? Was it truly forgiven? Jesus died before I had even sinned, before I was even born. He had already paid the price. And the Bible says that he loved me when I was in my sin. These are the things that I began thinking about and trying to understand. These are the facts of the cross. Jesus was the perfect sacrifice for sin. Jesus loved us so much that he gave his own life as a ransom for ours. Jesus only died once and uttered these words that I truly never understood. It is finished. After a few years, the Holy Spirit led me to another state as my life was being put back together. 
I was ready for a new start and found a local church where God led me to a small Sunday school class that taught the finished work of Christ. This was a revelation to me. Grace finally made sense. The finished work, what does it mean? What does it mean to, when Jesus said, it is finished? These are a few of the things that I learned. Jesus paid for all sin, once for all, at the cross. He even said, it is finished. The law was fulfilled and no longer applies to the Christian. We live under a new covenant, covenant of grace. We are new creations. We are justified, and we are made holy and righteous. We are forever God's children, never under condemnation and never in danger of punishment. We regret sin, but we do not have to ask for forgiveness every time we sin. This is because all our sin, past, present, and future, have already been paid for at the cross. Instead, we grow in grace, we avoid temptation, and we thank God for His love and forgiveness if we do mess up. We are free to live in the joy of new life. See, understanding who you are in Jesus will truly change your life. I truly believe millions of Christians live under guilt and condemnation because they do not truly realize who they are in Christ. We are caught in performance-based religion working harder, but never sure that we have done enough. They are miserable and defeated when, and left with questions. And many times they leave the church and God never to come back. If you knew how much God loves you and how Jesus brags about you to the Father and how much the Holy Spirit guides and leads you with patience and love, into a richer, fuller life, I truly believe it would change your life. It did mine. This is why I decided to create this podcast, to help my brothers and sisters out there that are struggling. We are looking for an answer, looking for the truth. If God is love, how does that love apply to my life? This is what I believe the finished work, this understanding of God's love will bring to your life. Over the next several weeks, we'll be looking at the finished work. We'll be going through it scripture by scripture, verse by verse. We will learn about this incredible love that the Father has for us. We will have real and honest, love-filled discussions about Jesus and the cross and God's love and what that means to us, what it really means to know who you are, your identity in Christ.
If you want to learn more, check out our website at ForgivenOnceForAll.com or check us out on Facebook at ForgivenOnceForAll. Thank you for letting me talk to you today. I look forward to hearing from you. May you rest in the knowledge that God is madly in love with you. Thank you.